Hello. Welcome to Belonging Before Believing, where when a cat dies, do not throw it in the garbage. I'm Patrick Mathers, and across the table for me is Biggity Biggity Brian. What up, dude? Biggity Biggity. You got some nerve on you. You're the fat guy. Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) Pot calling the kettle black. That's what that is. Mm -hmm. You know the story, don't you? No. Am I supposed to? You had your phone out, so I just assumed you'd found some ridiculousness I on the internet. I wrote this down like three days ago because I didn't want to forget. Cause this oh, is... look at you being prepared. I only wanted to be prepared because I didn't want to forget. Let's talk about this story. Cat in a garbage can. Get after it. <laughs> so there's this guy who lives across the street from me. Oh, Which... I do know this story. <laughs> which is actually where you used to live it was my old house you actually got this house because of this story (laughs) (laughs) he had this cat (laughs) it was a sweet cat i'll give him that which is high praise coming from you yeah i hate cats i hate it's only because i'm allergic i can deal with cats and their idiosyncrasies, syncretities, whatever the word is, fancy, fancy Latin language. (laughs) But I like cats, but I don't like cats. This cat was okay. It would come up and, you know, rub on your leg and you could pet a little bit and And then be done with it. it. No, I didn't kick it, but I could be done with it and it'd take off. It'd get the hint. That's always nice. So this cat, though, the people who lived across the street before you, this was their baby. And when I say baby... I mean, literally, they thought maybe they had made this little cat via conception. (laughs) They did not, (laughs) but they loved it like it was their own. (laughs) This cat one day was running around like it does. This is one of them indoor-outdoor cats. So I go out in the front yard, and I'm looking around, and I don't remember what I was doing, but lo and behold, in the middle of the road... What lay there but dead cat number one? (laughs) And I thought, oh, crap. I better throw that thing away. And I didn't even think height or tail of it. I just thought, oh, dead cat, I better throw it away. So I literally just scooped it up and threw it in my trash can and went (laughs) along my way. And then what do I get? I get knock on my door like an hour and a half later. And it's dude across the street. And he's weeping, weeping. His eyes are redder than my beard. And he says, have you seen, have you seen my cat? (laughs) And all of a sudden, two and two got put together in my brain. And I realized, oh no, that cat I threw in the garbage was dude's cat. And I hadn't thought of it till that moment. And I know he saw the horror come across my face because he started weeping harder and harder and he started wailing. And I'm like, oh, dude, I'm so sorry. I know where your cat is. (laughs) And he said, oh, where? Probably got all excited. I know where your cat is. Oh, thank goodness. (laughs) Oh, no. <laughs> so we walked over to my trash can, and I told him, I'm so sorry, dude. And I opened the lid, and there, in all of that tragic glory. Hanging out of an in and out bag. 
was dead cat French number fries one. French fries in its eye sockets. Oh, dead cat number one. Uh. And he lost it. He fell on the ground and was wailing. And he was like, how could you put my dad in a trash can? And I'm like, oh my gosh, dude, I'm so sorry. I just thought I was cleaning up. And that didn't make it any better. <laughs> he only got worse and worse. And so I'm like, what am I going to do? So he went across, he ran across the street to his house. So by that time I had gone into my house and gotten a shoebox and had put dead cat number one in the shoebox, <laughs> and like started walking in across the street. And then him and his girl came out and they were both like wailing. And she was like, no, no. And I gave it to him and she had collapsed on the front porch, which is about to become your front porch. <laughs> And I gave it to him and they went in the house and then like two days later, they had completely moved out and gone and Brian and Rachel moved in. Woohoo! Okay. So when <laughs> we're doing like our walk around, when we're deciding if we want to buy or rent the place or not. So there was no dead cat story involved at that point. Was there? Listen, oh. so... Yes, yes, I didn't know this part. It's like 600 square feet. So the tour of the place (laughs) took like like a minute and a half. We we took the 90-second tour. It was pretty in-depth, actually, considering considering the size of the place. So then he starts showing us where the property starts and ends because there's an empty lot where that house that he grew up in used to be. Right. There's a like a pad, a, a sidewalk that goes right to where the front door used to be. Right. Yeah. And then there's the lot behind what was our house. And so we're walking around. He's like, oh, yeah, I grew up in this house. And then when I got home from the military, like I, you know, bought this house and built this house. And so he's taking us around the backyard and he goes, oh, yeah, this right here. This is where the last guy buried his cat. (laughs) There's like just like super primitive two by four, like cross that had been like hammered into the dirt back there. Oh, I didn't know this part. How did I not know this? Yeah. How did I not know and this? you want to know the crazy part? Oh, I would have pilgrimaged to that site. Is is now? <laughs> our cat got buried right alongside that cat. Yes. Uh, Which one was that? That Goliath, was... Goliath? Damson? No. Samson? Reuben. Reuben. Reuben was a cool cat. He was the only cat I ever loved. Did you name it after the sandwich or after the dude? Rachel named it after the dude because Reuben was the firstborn son of Israel. And, oh. and and Reuben was like, I guess, like, quote unquote, our firstborn. We were following in the household footsteps, apparently. It was our baby. That one I didn't dig out of the trash, though. No. So there was a oh. guy who I played water polo with named Reuben, and we both had hand, our bags said Patman and Reuben. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good little funny thing, huh? Yeah, I like that. Hey, do we got anything on the docket? Yeah. What do we got? We got touchy subjects. Touchy. It well. It's touchy for you, or touchy for the people who are going to listen. It could be both. It depends on the context, I suppose. So, do you believe that cursing is wrong? Are there certain words that are okay and others not so much? It's quite difficult to see a movie or listen to current music without hearing some harsh words. So, in my mind, immediately when you say cursing goes to like actually like leveling levying putting a curse on somebody not like a 
you know, a Wiccan voodoo whammy on you. Not that kind of curse. But Wick, like <laughs> Wiccan voodoo whammy sounds like the name of one of those like challenge burgers. It if does. you eat the Wiccan voodoo whammy, you get a free t-shirt or and like your picture a, on the uh, wall. Or like a really, really high ABV beer, right? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be one too. No, no, no. That's not what I mean. Or cursing like that. In the Bible, there's a lot of cursing. Like, you know, you're, this curse is going to come upon you if you do yada, yada. But that's not what we're talking about. We're saying cuss words. Yeah, I think that's, yeah. That's what it is, right? So what do you think, dude? Why is it called cursing anyway? Why do people call them curse words? I don't know. I had a friend whose last name was close to a curse word. <laughs> and he used to tag the curse word all over the place. And his parents saw it one day and like walked into his bedroom and like, hey, dude. Are you putting this all over the place? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, well, you're putting our last name everywhere. You need to quit. <laughs> okay, but that's not what's kind of funny because you could like you could be, I'm just signing my name all over town and nobody's <laughs> taking me up on like nobody's calling me out for it. Not yet. Sooner or later, sooner or later somebody's gonna get wise. Okay, so the 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 baseline question is cursing okay, right? That's the Bottom line question: Everything cussing. cussing, everything builds off that, right? Swearing is saying these, these the, all mean different things. The profanities, right? Yeah. Cursing, cussing, and swearing. I feel like these should be like different words. Profanities. The profanities. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the profanities is what we're talking about. And also, I'm over here googling like <laughs> cuss words. <laughs> googling. Well, like you don't know. A, them? Like a son of a gun. <laughs> Like you sweet little homeschool kid. You don't yeah. know any of the curse words. <laughs> but no. You got to Google, what are the curse words? <laughs> no, I'm Googling, why are they called curse words instead of swear words or cuss words or profanities? Why curse words? What do you got? Nothing. Thanks. That helped oh, not at all. Oh, wait. <laughs> Continue. I'm, okay. I'm still so, okay. Uh, so is it wrong? Is cursing, the profanities, bad words, whatever phrase we want to use, is that wrong at all? And my initial response is no. Not in and of itself is it wrong to use certain types of words. So I feel like when we started this podcast, something like that would be surprising to our listeners. And at this point, I feel like they'd be surprised if you said yes. You mean like episode one versus episode 30, whatever we're on, (laughs) right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that, that's probably true, but uh, frankly, I'm not the pastor everyone expects, I think, too. So um, uh, that's neither here nor there? Or I don't know. I hope, I, I don't know really what to make of that statement you just made. We'll think about not it. not sure how to respond to that. We'll circle back around. It's fine. All right. Yeah, I don't think cussing is wrong in and of itself. I think that it probably has its time and place. The, the, okay, the idea of cussing being bad comes from a couple of passages in scripture. The first one and the big one is you shall not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. And that's one of the commandments. And I think it's number three. Um, It might be number two. No, it's number three. It's number three. And so before I was a Christian, I on purpose used the name Jesus Christ as the cuss word of choice because I really believe that was the worst thing you could say. So I deliberately used it. So in that context, absolutely. Yes, that would be wrong. And I violated that third commandment repeatedly and had to repent of it. 
And to this day, that phrase, when it's used more than anything else, more than any other word or phrase, really makes me kind of cringe because I know what it is and I know why I used it in that context. And so um, that one, I would say, yeah, I don't think you could get away with that. And it's one of those things that you got to ask yourself, why do people use Jesus Christ as a curse word? And why don't they use any other religious figure? See, Right, none. I mean, there's no other one that they use like that. Right, and as much as I'd like to be offended when I hear people use that, like you are, and I mean, I am to an extent, but more than that, I'm more, more with what you just said. I'm more thinking like, why do you even think to say that? You no, I, I thought to, I on purpose said it because it was the worst thing I could think of to say. Like I, I, I did it with intention and forethought. I would love to go deeper on that, but we will get so sidetracked. So please continue. Yeah. So, okay. Another phrase that's used a lot that uses God in it is God damn it. So right. like you, you hit your thumb and you're like, oh, God damn it. Right. That's, that's a phrase that people will use. So if you didn't expect me to cuss, then you're listening to the wrong podcast. I think, am I going to get to use the, ex- like when I, when I upload episodes, it gives me the option to check a box if it's explicit or not. No, I'm not going to get crazy explicit, but okay. So you hit your thumb and you say that what you need to remember, what you're doing is you're asking, you're saying either God damned you in doing that, or you're asking God to damn that particular situation. So it's not a good thing. It's not when the context of you hurting yourself or you doing something wrong, that's not something you want to be... It's a prayer, right? Right. God, damn That's cursing. It. Right? God, I'm asking God to damn this thing. And nobody thinks of it like that, but when you break it down, that's what you're doing. You're going, God, damn it. Right. It's literal. Yeah, it's literal. Or I guess you could be saying, like, you're mad at God because of the situation. But I think more along the lines of you're going, ow, this really hurts. God damn it. And that it just doesn't make sense when you think that through. That's one of the things that helped me stop saying that particular phrase, is realizing what it is I'm actually saying when I'm saying that phrase. So those two things there, th- those are ones that I have used a lot in the past and have um, kind of weaned out of my language because I do think they are a violation of that third commandment. But then the other place in the Bible where um, this idea of don't say cuss words comes up is in Ephesians. And there in Ephesians chapter four, it says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good and acceptable and imparts grace to those who hear. And that was one of the first verses I memorized because when I first became a Christian, I really wanted cussing to be something that I was rid of because I used it regularly and uh, regularly and often. So I prayed, I memorized that verse early on. I repeated it over and over. When I thought in my head, oh, you know, I'm about to say something. I tried to remember Ephesians 429, 429, 429, 429. And that kind of helped me to curb that so that I quit saying those things as knee-jerk reactions, as filler words, as something my unconscious mind used in order to fill in the gaps or to just say something when I didn't have anything else to say. Um, 
I, I really wanted to become mature. I wanted to become intellectual. And I felt like that kind of language didn't lend itself to really hard critical thinking and learning. So that's that for me, that's one of the reasons why I worked really hard to quit cussing. See, for me, like there's definitely an element of that, but I think even more is I really like being able to as much as I can. And granted, it's not a hundred percent all the time, but I like to be myself in front, the same in front of you that I would be in front of, you know, my friends at work, that I would be in front of my wife, that I would be in front of my mom, that I would be in front of, you know, my teacher in high school, whatever. Like it was more, oh, like I felt like, oh, I talk like this in front of some people, but not others. And it just really didn't sit well with me. I felt like I was being fake or when I, or even like when I would be using profanity, like, oh, that's when I'm being fake. Like, I'm just trying to make myself look tough or make myself look, you know, like extra funny just to be nasty, whatever. But I just felt in insincere. Right. And it just felt lame because I couldn't stick up for that. Not not uh, eloquent, eloquently anyway. Uh, I couldn't really back it up with a clear conscience. And so it was just easiest to drop it. So I could, like I said, just kind of talk the way I talk kind of regardless of who's in the room, to an extent, to an extent. For me, I wasn't a Christian growing up. And so it was just a regular part of the way I talked. And because it was, I had, you know, been cussing like that for 15, 16, 17 years. No, maybe not 17, 15, 16 Since you were three? Yeah. (laughs) Maybe not. Okay. So about the time when I went from early bird to late bird, that's probably when... Oh, you got caught up in a bad element. (laughs) That's a deep cut. Oh, man. Ever since you started throwing your grades and you wanted to watch some cartoons. Oh, man. Saying the profanities. Because the dumb kids are the bad kids. If this this story teaches us anything. (laughs) So it, but all joking aside, it was pretty ingrained in me. It was hard to overcome. For me, drugs was like something the Lord took right away from me, and cussing was not like that. I had, to, I had to work hard at it, and because I had to work hard at it, there are still times, even now, where I've been a Christian for, you know, 20 lots of years, and I, it still comes up when I do something or s- something wrong happens, there'll be certain words that just pop up in my head. And sometimes I'll even say them, and I don't necessarily do it deliberately, although there are times where lately I think that I've kind of felt more free to actually use certain words and certain phrases in their right context, which leads me to a biblical example. Here in Philippians in chapter three, and anybody who has heard a Bible lesson on this probably is familiar with where I'm going. Paul says in talking about his old life, how he was perfect in the way he lived out his Judaism, the way he lived out his Jewish religion. He says in verse seven, but whatever gain that I had, meaning whatever positive benefits that that old Judaism brought him, sacrificing, following the laws, following the traditions, he says, I indeed now count everything as loss, as the surpassing worth for knowing my Lord. For his sake, I suffered the loss of all things in order that I may count them 
as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ. Now, that phrase rubbish is, can I go there? Uh, yeah, it's our podcast. All right. So you might have to put the E here. That phrase word there is literally, not literally, literally the word shit. <laughs> it, it's dung, it's crap, it's, it's bad. It's, it's, a, it's the worst word that he could pull from to use to be as provocative to the readers as he could to tell them how little he really thought of this old past way of life, this old past way of thinking, th this old religion that he had. He said, it's that bad. This is what I consider it. And now the worth of Christ is so much more glorious and so much more magnificent and beautiful that all of that old stuff, I consider it as just crap, just awful, just nothing. And he, he cusses there. There's no two ways about it. Anyway, you know, you want to try to polish that turd. <laughs> it, it's, it's still a turd. Um, so so you know, Paul Good uses job. this kind of like You like that? I do. Yeah, Paul uses this language. And it, it isn't just here, although it is, it is rare. This is the most explicit example of him using this kind of language. But it, it tells us that there is an honest time and a place for it. And I, I don't think it's something that we should be in a regular habit of doing. But if you look at this text here, you can see how the, you know, that text he wrote himself in Ephesians, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good and acceptable and imparts grace to those who hear how him using this language actually does that. It actually imparts grace to those who hear. It actually makes his case that Christ is this glorious and everything else is this bad, is this inferior. When we're, we're at a Bible study on Monday night and I had, we were talking about the topic of sin in the book that we're going through. And I talked about how that I myself am an asshole in certain ways. <laughs> and, and I used that word in, in that context, in that way. And I, I talked about bad things that I do or did. And, you know, and in that context, I think that's fitting for the way Paul uses that word here. And I know Brian bristles at that. Brian does not like when I, I go there. <laughs> when I use this kind of language and I don't use it often and I'm not like just flippantly, it sounds like in this podcast, like I use it all the time. Right. That's not true, but it's not true. It's yeah. not true. Yeah. But, but we're talking about this topic. So I think that if we're ever going to talk about this, this is the time and the place to do it. So I think that that talking about my sin, talking about my depravity, talking about how much I need grace, me using a word like that, even though it's deliberately provocative, still is intentionally making my point in a way that very few other words still would have made that same point. So I don't, I wouldn't apologize for it or, you know, try to tap dance around it. Um, well, I'm not because I use that word right here. But um, so I do think there's a time and a place for it. I think the problem with cussing is when it's used as a, as a comma like oh, in yeah. the middle of a sentence, like, 
oh, dude, and I was totally doing this, and then Beck and Neck, and then this, and then, oh, not, not, and then this, and then, you know? And right. then, when you use cuss words like that, I, I think that that's lazy. I think that that's unhelpful. I think that that's crass. I think that that's unwise. It, lo- it, it doesn't, it's, it, it's, there's so many better ways to communicate than using a cuss word as a comma in the middle of your sentences. Well, and not to mention that it's going to be very, very difficult, especially if you want to be scriptural here. If you really want to take people to chapter and verse, well, you're going to have to do some really heavy lifting and outlining to them exactly which words are cuss words and which ones are okay. And that's going to change from decade to decade. Yeah. You know, and, or from age to age, like when you're 13, like, well, let me back up when you're three, when Pat started picking up his filthy mouth, apparently (laughs) like you're, it wasn't three. I know I'm teasing you. Second grade. Your dates, your years were kind of fun to listen to for a second though. Uh, No, like the expectation of what's appropriate is a lot different than, yeah, when you're in your twenties, thirties and on. Um, And so I, I think, you have to look at, you know, what the impact on the listener is and what is, you know, profane, what is, you know, coarse language or whatever. Um, and like you said, if Paul can use a profanity in scripture, it's not even just like something happened and we found out, oh, that, that was Paul who was using bad language. Like, no, it's actually in sanctify or, or in holy scripture. Um sacred scripture I was trying to say anyway um so yeah like good luck coming up with that list first of all but also I can you you had a good point can I riff on that for a second sure so you had a good point that about communicating via these profane words and I think if you use those words and this is what you were getting at I think if you use those words regularly, they lose their value. Yep. They lose their punch. Yep. They lose the whole point of these words is that they elicit a reaction and they cause you to pause and go, whoa, yep. this is different than the way normal talk is happening. And so if you use these kind of words in your regular conversation, you're completely taking away from the value, any value that they could have. Right. And that's why colloquialisms, whatever kind of slang, whether it be good or bad, is constantly changing because they do lose their punch. Like, remember when everyone was calling everything epic? Or literally everything is literally happening. Or, you know, things were right. (laughs) Things were cool. Then they were bad. Then they were sick. And then they were dope. And like, you know, eventually you have to change because like that's just ugh. Like whatever. I, I say that about everything now, so right. I need to come one, up one with of my favorite, something that's even more superlative. One of my favorite old ones is bitchin'. Right. Now, I have been told by people that that's a, that's a profane word. And I've heard other, like, just like normal Christian people use it. So that's a word I don't know if it actually is a bad word, a profane word or not. And so it's one that I've kind of continued to use, not... I, like all the time, like a comma, <laughs> but it's, it's one that I have used because I've never been persuaded or understood that it actually is. But that's one of the things like you're talking about that changes over time. Like in the seventies, eighties, that was like a surfer term that just meant like super cool. Like the waves are bitching, you know, it's like, you know, Hey, that Camaro is pretty bitching. It's like, it, 
you know, it's just like, that's cool. Right. Whereas maybe somewhere along the line that changed, or maybe it didn't used to mean that in the forties and fifties. I don't know. But, um, well, and yeah, and while we're on the subject, like, bitch means a female dog, and yeah. ass means a donkey, and yeah. somewhere along the way, like, that's not what we mean when we say that. Yeah. And so, I mean, to use that that exact word, or form of it, I guess, like, yeah, like, I mean, it's in the dictionary, right? That's, like, every kid's favorite thing to say. It's in the dictionary. It's in the Bible. Hey, you know it's- what's in the dictionary? Pimp mobile. <laughs> Pimp Mobile is an ostentatious luxury car as customized by a pimp. And of course, you look have it this up, memorized. Look it up. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> wow. Is that Oxford or Webster? <laughs> they probably both got it. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll have to check that out later. Check it out. So, yeah. Look it up, listener. The thing is, like, and, and we're not going to go word by word and say like, oh, I could see you this using... This is bad. This is good. This right, is bad. Right, right. Are right. there going to be some that are going to be significantly more difficult for you to use in a way that we find biblically sound? Yeah, there's going to be some that you're going to have a hard time using... Probably the ones you didn't hear us use. In a way that encourages <laughs> those who hear and imparts grace. Yeah. No. I think you're going to have a difficult time. But then there are other ones where, yeah, it's like your parents, they raise their voice at you. And... It's a way that if you treat somebody that way out of the proper context, then, you know, those parents who raise their voice at you, you raise their voice or you raise your voice at your brother and then all of a sudden you're in trouble. So I, I don't find it difficult to wrap my head around the fact that there are certain things that we can do in one context where it's not okay. And then in another context, it's appropriate, uncomfortable. Even when it's appropriate, it's not comfortable. Like, would could we like agree with that? Yeah. If, if it's comfortable, then it's probably not appropriate. Yeah. No, you're right. If it's comfortable, if it's if casual, it's not you know what I mean? Yeah. And and I think what I would say, and I kind of have already said this to that, is that you know, okay, no, 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 no. Here's something else I'm going to say that I think you and I are both going to agree on is that honestly, if we're talking to you one on one, I really don't care. Like, it, oh, I'm not yeah, going to bat an eye. It doesn't, I've had so many people, so many people, when they hear I'm Pastor Pat, apologize for their language. And I always say the same thing. And I mean it kind of like a dig a little bit, but I also mean it like I don't care. And I always say, you're not accountable to me, dude. I always say that. And I don't think people always get it, but I really mean, dude, I don't care. But at the same time, you really need to think through what you're saying. That's that's, that's what I mean by it. Because what I say is, you're not going to say anything I haven't already heard. I went to private school. <laughs> uh, you wish. <laughs> no, really. You think it's worse at private school? I, I think sometimes. You, what, well, here's the thing. Wait, wait, wait. I'm wait, not going to spend a lot of time here, but here's the thing. There are two very polar opposite types of kids who went to private school. The ones where their parents wanted them to have like the best education and the ones where their parents were treating it like a reformed school. And so there were some like really bad, like super salty, whatever kids, unsavory kids. Um, yeah, that uh, I learned a lot from. <laughs> okay. okay. So, I mean, per, per capita, like, is it as bad as uh, public school? Like, no. But are there some kids that if you paid attention, whew, yes. Isn't absolutely. that everywhere, though? Yeah, you maybe. can go to why, like. Why are you picking apart my joke? It's not fun anymore. Fair enough. <laughs> You're right, dude. That's hilarious. 
<laughs> Thanks. You probably heard the worst stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> You're salty like a pirate. Yes. Yes. Um. Well, hey, do you want a question for the day? I do want a question for the day. Dude, I, I got one. Are you ready to hear it? Yeah. This one's going to be, is it okay to do, do you want to do a funny one or a serious one? I don't feel like it's going to be hard to have a very serious one about this episode. All right. You, do you want a funny one? Yeah. Okay. What is a word that makes you laugh when you hear it? Oh, gosh. That's a dangerous one I know. On well, this episode. it's perfect for this episode. That's Ooh. why I had it right now. Okay. okay. I, got, I got four here. <laughs> All right. The first one is titular. <laughs> the second one is gastrointestinal. Okay. <laughs> the third one is sprockets. That is a good one. <laughs> and my fourth one is kumbacha. Kombucha. Kombucha. Kombacha? Booch. Any way you say it, I think it's super funny. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> okay, so listener, you can't use those four. <laughs> <laughs> I, I well, we want to hear other words. What is funny words that make you laugh when you hear it? Boys and girls, we believe that you belong 